And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. It's your favorite homegirl, E. Reed, your favorite host that loves to smile the most. I'm back, y'all. And you know what? I want y'all to sit back, relax, turn it up, and check this out. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. It's your favorite homegirl, E. Reed, your favorite host who loves to smile the most. And this is another episode of Readality Radio. Pre- well, Readality Radio presents Binge and Rewind. And today I'm going to talk about the latest episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Uh, we're just going to get right into it, okay? Uh, so what I'm, I called this episode of this review uh, Chill gets engaged and which was so beautiful like it was just a beautiful thing congratulations to cynthia bailey and mark hill you guys look amazing like it was just a beautiful thing like it was beautiful but anyway so chill gets married and the awkward dinner okay another awkward dinner for bravo history of the real housewives like you guys know that Bravo Housewives is known for like awkward and crazy dinners, but this one, oh, I don't know if this is a new category or if this just goes right along with the pile of the rest of them, okay? But we'll get into that a little bit later. But so the episode, you know, it, it was a longer episode or whatever. And so we get into seeing Mike get ready with the proposal and it's a very it's very well thought out like I have to hand it to Mike like he did everything right like he just really did everything right he got the he got all the daughters together his kids and Cynthia's daughter Noel and it was just a beautiful beautiful thing and that's how the episode started off and then it gets into Dennis and Portia and you know Dennis is still doing damage control and Portia is trying to get accustomed to her new normal when it comes to, you know, dealing with infidelity of a, in her relationship and being a new mom and trying to balance all of that and being a working mother at the same time, you know, and having everything play out in front of all of us, you know, in front of the world to see. So that can, that has to be a lot, you know? So she's, you know, they're having this moment in the kitchen and everything. And it's very nice. And I have to say, I'm very proud of Portia standing up for herself compared to when she started on the show. Cause remember when she was with that other guy, Cordell, and you know, the girls were kind of like getting on her and trying to get her to take the rose colored glasses off that, you know, he was a very controlling man and everything. And she didn't really want to, you know, you know, like feed into that because she just felt like it was outsiders not understanding when ultimately she finally realized like that they were absolutely right you know to one extent or another and so I just want to say I'm I'm proud of Portia seeing the growth that she has that we've been able to see her do through the course of being on the show you know what I mean like Portia is one like if there was a you know for an award for most improved housewives you know, housewife, like, Portia would definitely be a candidate in that category. Like, she is definitely, like, one of the most improved people on the show. You know, I appreciate that, and I commend that. And, you know, shout out to Portia. All right, so 
uh, Cynthia is uh, meeting up with Marlo and they're having this dinner and I mean this lunch and Cynthia really is meeting up with Marlo, which I don't even know why they had to go to lunch for this. But, she, you know, she could have just had this conversation like in the car or something or, you know, just over the phone. But whatever. I guess she but I guess she wanted to see Marlo's like facial reaction and body language and everything when she asked her, because that's kind of like how Cynthia was looking at her like she was like interrogating her or something like that. And so but Cynthia, you know, is, you know, talking to her, talking to Marlo about, uh, you know, what's going on as far as the friendship and how you know, about her, you know, Marlo's event that she had, like, you know, the week before or, or shown on the week before and how Kenya was way, well, okay, Cynthia didn't say this, but Cynthia asked Marlo about the event and then Marlo brings up about how it was disrespectful for Kenya to show up the way that she did to come into her wig event and then promoting her hair care line and the way that she did it with the, you know, little small marching band or whatever. And, you know, Cynthia was really shady in this moment where she looks at Marlo and she like just says, well, you invited her. And so she came. And, you know, it's real interesting that she would say that because what if you were doing your event, you know, with the wine thing? Let's say Mark wasn't going to propose to you that night. And let's say that you were doing an event with the wine thing and somebody that's in the group that, you know, does something similar when it comes to that you know, that industry decided to show up to your event promoting their stuff. Like, how would you feel in that moment? Just curious. And so if you would feel nothing at all in that moment and you would think that it was, you know, a, a, a moment of, well, I invited this person. So, you know, OK, they wanted to promote their their stuff at my party. OK, if you would feel that same way, then, you know, disregard what I'm saying. But if you wouldn't, then you that that was real shady. And I didn't think it was really called for either, especially when, you know, you hadn't even asked Marlo the question yet if she was the one who recorded you. So I feel like Marlo was guilty until you asked her or, you know, not even a suspect at that point. I feel like you were just treating her like she was already guilty and therefore you wanted to throw out a shady comment because I don't remember there being a moment where Marlo was ever shady to you or threw shade to you or said something you know, negative towards you. So for you to throw out something shady like, oh, well, you invited Kenya, you know, so therefore, you know, Kenya showed up with her mark, you know, that was just faulty. Like it was just, it was real faulty. Like it was, that, that was, that was a scandalous little moment. Um, and then one thing I'm curious about is like, where is Eva? Like is Eva for pulling a Tammy, you know, from Basketball Wives? Like she's just, you know, she's on the show, but she's like not not really on the show. You know, I mean, I know she's pregnant and well, she was pregnant at the time. And, you know, she's also got two other young kids and she's, you know, freshly married. Like I get all that. But isn't your whole purpose of being on the show is to portray that, like to show your viewers, your fans that. And if you're not doing that because of certain women in the group, then. Are you just doing this because you're contractually obligated to finish out whatever your contract says? So, you know, you're basically doing a Tammy. You know what I'm saying? Like, which one is it? Like, I'm confused. Um, and then, so here's my opinion when it comes to Snakegate. So when it comes to Snakegate, I feel like, okay, I feel these are, okay, so these are supposed to be the suspects, right? Marlo, Tanya, Portia. 
somebody had said Mark in one of the um, YouTube video bloggers I watch. I remember somebody saying, I think somebody had mentioned Mark. Um, and then I think there is a, who else? Ivana, is that her name? I think, or, okay, so here's who I think it is. <laughs> I honestly feel like it's a Kenya. I don't think it's Portia. I don't think it's Marlo. I don't think it's one of the other two girls. I think this happened when there was like some sort of a truce between Nene and Kenya and Cynthia. Like somewhere within the, the, the years, there was some sort of a truce or something, or it was a, or it was a moment where maybe Nene and Kenya was cordial but then to have insurance on Cynthia because, you know, maybe Cynthia was showing a side of herself that Kenya had never seen before. So Kenya being the plotter that she is and the revenger type of person she is, she just decided like she was going to have something for insurance on Cynthia. And she recorded her because it's not, Nene never says when it was recorded. Nene doesn't say it was recorded most recently. It just says it's a mutual friend. And, you know, it's, and I'm not saying that Nene and Kenya are friends, but they're in mutual circles. And so maybe because Nene is mad at Cynthia, Nene, look, it's kind of like that enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's something on that on along those lines because I don't see it being Kenya's the only one out of the cast that's on there now that would do something snaky like that. I don't see Portia doing it. I don't see and Marlo is not a part of the group like that. Like she's a part of the group, but she's not a part of the group. And then the new girl She's not really like a part of the group or I don't think would be really considered like a friend. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's just one of those things. Like that's what I but that's that's my take on it. I think it's Kenya. Um, let's see here. Now, I feel like uh Kenya Kenya would definitely be out of line for doing something like that if she is the snake. But I don't put it past her. Let's just put it that way. I don't put it past her because I do feel like Cynthia does has to does have two sides to her, just like most people do when it comes to certain situations, especially when you're angry. Because think about it. We've never really seen on camera Cynthia in anger mode. You know what I mean? We've seen her as the woman getting yelled at, the woman getting, you know, uh, cheated on, the woman who who's was with someone who possibly used her for money, allegedly. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've seen mom version of of Cynthia. Like, we've seen model Cynthia. We've seen, you know, winepreneur Cynthia. Like, we've seen all these different sides of Cynthia, but we've never actually seen Cynthia angry. And I feel like there has to be a side of her that just as calm, cool, and collected she is in the public eye she's the complete opposite when it's behind closed doors and there's no cameras to catch it. Do you know what I mean? And that's why um, 
Nene has been saying what she's been saying, what she's been consistent with. But then I don't feel like anybody really touched on the basis that Kenya said the exact same thing at uh, Cynthia's barbecue a couple of episodes ago. Like she said the exact same thing. Like there's another side to Cynthia. Do you know what I mean? And then I think Peter said the same thing too. You know what I mean? I think Peter said that too in an argument when, you know, when they were together and they were on the show together. So I feel like, you know, I'm not going to put it past Cynthia. And and I I feel like Ken, she, I feel like Nene, Nene was traded for Kenya in the regards that Nene I mean, Nene was kind of dominant over Cynthia when it came in a way, which is why a lot of viewers see this whole beef between them two as the fact that, you know, Nene's just being a bully towards Cynthia and Cynthia's taking it. But I don't think that's the case. It's looking like the case like that in the public eye. But that's because I feel like Nene just got to the point where it's like you it's kind of like how everybody's saying to Nene that you or to, you know, uh, when they say you should if you're going to disrespect me in public, you you should uh, and apologize in private. That's not cool. But I feel like Cynthia probably disrespects in private, but and therefore comes off as the victim in the public. Does that make sense? I feel like that's what it is. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, there's that. Anyway, moving forward, I'm talking about enough about that. So Todd is looking to start up a whole new business called the Olay G Gang. Like it's supposed to be a Mexican themed restaurant. And I feel like Todd is getting looked at in a, in, in a really bad light when it comes to him wanting to open up all these businesses. I think it's, it's looking towards like a negative perception when really like I feel like Todd opens up businesses and starts businesses just like a man who tinkers on cars or a man who's working in his garage, always working on something or like how Tony Stark always was tinkering with the Iron Man, you know, uh, suit. So I feel like it's one of those kind of a thing, types of things. So with that being said, I think it's more of like, it's just a very expensive hobby. But I understand where Candy is coming from. But I feel like Candy wasn't saying what she really needed to say in that moment of that conversation when they were looking at and going over the amount of the renovations for all three businesses that he has come lining up, which totaled of an over $600,000 to get everything like started and off the ground. And, you know, I felt like Candy wasn't saying what need to be said, which is she's concerned about stretching the finances when a new baby is coming, especially with the talks of a potential recession. And she just wants him to play it smart. She's not saying, I, don't, I felt like in a, in a, in a condescending, passive-aggressive way, she was trying to say that. Like, I want you to just be a little bit smarter with your money and just not completely negate that there could possibly be a recession and just make sure you've got room, you know, cushion for a room for error that where whatever may happen with the, you know, with the market kind of a thing. Instead, what she does is she says that, she strikes his ego and she boasts about how she's more successful, which was a low blow. However, Todd did accuse her of being scared, which is a low blow to her ego. So what kind of frustrates me in this moment is the simple fact that 
this isn't the first time we've seen them to seen these two like take low blows at their ego when it comes to how they argue and how they communicate. And I feel like because they, I think um, um, Candy actually acknowledged that and said that they do that to each other. And I think she said it on one of the uh, reunions. Don't quote me on that. But um, the fact that this is already a known behavior, when do we change the behavior so that these aren't the same kind of arguments? So you guys can say what needs to be said without being a tactful or passive aggressive. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just wonder when we're going to get over that part. So now it's time for the big moment of the wonderful engagement. And I have to say, like, Cynthia has come into her own and it looks amazing to watch her glow up on the show because she went from kind of being like, you know, the 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 meek mouse and she has just transformed like into something completely different. You know what I mean? And I don't mean Meek Mouse like she was just like super quiet and weak or anything like that. But I feel like she didn't, You, we didn't hear her voice as much as we do now. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that for her showing that, you know, in her growth for women and for girls or for her daughter. Like, I just appreciate that. And I want to acknowledge that. And that might be why Kenya feels some kind of way on the under okay we're gonna get to that so all some of the girls are all talking and hanging out with each other and then marlo comes in and she brings a care package in that was sent by nini it was a nice little care gift to cynthia which i thought was a nice gesture given their you know ugly falling out that's being publicly displayed and everything like that you know i felt like it was nice because she didn't have to do anything and i think that would have hurt cynthia a little bit more you know what I mean? So, which is why I feel like Cynthia felt, you know, a, had a moment when she was reading everything. So, I think that that was like one of those situations. Now, um, she reads the card and everything like that. And I felt like it was a beautiful card, you know, just saying, you know, saying how she, depending on how you read it, because everybody read it in a certain way. And I've even watched a couple of YouTubers and their reviews and how they're how they you know paraphrase it it depending on how you read anything in that context it can sound negative or it can sound endearing and i feel like depending on how you already perceive nini then you're gonna read it in whatever context you've heard nini talk in certain ways like i feel like that's how you're just gonna do it so that's why cynthia felt the way she did and portia felt the way that she did and Candy felt the way that she did. And then, of course, here comes Kenya coming right along being super shady. And then she wants to try to pretend like she going to read the card out loud, you know, acting like Nene, which I find it really interesting, which kind of proved why none of Kenya's shows that she was doing with that guy from Atlanta. Like, it just goes to show and prove that, you know, she can't act like at all. Because even Candy was like, that's that's Nene's voice. You know, it was just one of those moments like, um, no, you, you can't act and you should not try and do that ever again. Like, just just stop. Just don't don't do that anyway. So, um, oh, you guys might hear some bumping or stuff going on. My neighbors upstairs. But anyway, so, um, yes. OK, so moving right along. So, yeah, so none of her shows like went further as a pilot. And y'all know what I'm talking about, because remember when. 
she had that little uh screening excuse me that moment when she was doing a a a, a screen party or whatever for that uh mar when she was in a wedding get wedding dress and she was getting she was chasing some guy or something cuz she caught him cheating with the best friend or something like that. I remember it was supposed to be like a brand new TV show or whatnot, and it was supposed to be starring her, and her acting was just as bad then as it was when she was imitating Nene. Like, come come on now, like, I, I don't know. Anyway, moving forward. So there is a moment where it's going to be going down in history of questioning Kenya's true intent, okay, because Kenya shows when Kenya shows up, she received before she got there, she received a text from Candy, admitted by Candy, that she needs to hurry up and get to the event because she feels she um because uh Mike is getting ready to she feels like Mike is getting ready to propose. And cuz Mike has said something to Candy and whispered her, whispered to her and said don't leave, you know, there's something going on later. And so can't uh Kenya already knew something was up, right? So when she gets there and after they have a little moment cheek kiki about Nini, then that's when uh Kenya blurts out that she feels like Mike is gonna propose to Cynthia. And I feel like that was a real hater is a moment when it comes to Kenya. And here's my theory on that, okay? Because it was definitely uh an opportunity for Kenya to make it about her and damper a little put a little damper on the moment before it was even a moment okay and at the end of the day here it is kenya doesn't know how to be a friend to a woman okay i'm gonna repeat that kenya does not know how to be a friend a true friend to a woman and here's why the first woman in her life openly and continues to deny her her mom is the first woman in her life we we give birth to our kids. We are the first women woman in their life. And if the first woman in your life shows you no love, no compassion, no nurturing, no empathy, no anything and just denies you and doesn't want you and you un you receive that for your entire life, you're not going to have a good relationship with women unless you actively try to and learn the ways and learn skills and techniques for you to have good relationships and good friendships with women, with other women. And Kenya does not do that because Kenya is all about Kenya. And it's not to say she wasn't loved coming up, but she was not loved by her mother. So I'm saying all that to say, of course, anything that appears like happiness for other women that she's friends with or associates with, She's going to want to make it about her and she's going to want to take some of the shine or take some of the wind out of the sails or, you know, put put a dark cloud over it. Whatever you want to describe, describe it as whatever metaphor you want to use or analogy. That's what it is. You know what I mean? I, I can't put that in no other kind of way. I've been wanting to say that for years. Oh, my God. That felt so good. Anyway, so. um Oh, there was this little moment, I have to say, where Kenya and Eva were, like, bonding a little bit over their dresses from, you know, being pregnant. I thought that was really cute. thought that was a nice little moment. All right, so let's get to the chill moment, all right, the chill engagement. Mike did what men need to learn from in, from 
how to treat and love a woman. You hear me? Like men need to like really take notes like on everything. Like Mike need to teach a class on how to do that. Like he like especially if the man truly loves the woman that he with. You know what I'm saying? Because Mike did that. Mike did everything right. Like everything. Like it there's 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 nothing about there's nothing faulty or nothing questionable, red flagish, like anything or shady or question like nothing on how Mike proposed and set this all up to do it at this moment in at uh at um at oh my god, Cynthia's wine event. Like that was just the perfect moment. Like I felt that was like super super dope. And so there was a moment where I felt like it was a great little small it was a small gesture moment and I don't know if anybody else caught it but I did and I felt like it was great when Mike started to do the um when he had everybody had glasses in their hand and he was gonna uh, propose a toast and he started off saying that he was gonna propose and he paused I felt like that was great when he paused because it kind of made Cynthia be like oh my god probably like Kenya was right but then when he paused and said, no, I'm just playing, I felt like that was kind of like that moment, like, oh, okay. You know, to Cynthia subconsciously, like, oh, okay, well, maybe maybe he's not. So I'm saying all that to say, like, Mike, like, in a way, without Mike even knowing it, if I, which I'm, 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 you know, hypothetically thinking he didn't know that Kenya did that. You know what I'm saying? He took some of the weight of what Kenya said to Cynthia outside uh, it, it took some of the weight off, you know what I'm saying? And so then when he does a little, when he does propose a toast about her success and everything like that, at the end of the, at the end of the toast, they, he, they hand him a bottle. His daughters hand him a bottle, a, sham, a, a wine bottle, and it has a question mark on it. And everybody is saying, you should pop this one. And it was just beautiful because it was like, get it, pop the question. Like, it was so cute. And then he got on one knee and he proposed and she said yes. And everybody screamed and it was like, yay. And, you know, con congratulations, chill. Like, it was a beautiful moment. You know what I mean? All right. Now, here's the moment of the moment of the, the, the episode. This is what I thought was just true, true tea. In all its glory, like if you if you love soap opera like drama, like this was this moment, like both scenes, okay, the drive to the dinner and the dinner itself. So, the drive to the dinner between Mark and Kenya is super exhausting because Kenya, Kenya, you didn't you didn't have a feeling about. There was something. Oh, she was explaining. That's what I was get going lost in my notes. Okay, so Kenya was talking about you know the 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 proposal and everything like that. And the way she tells the story to Mark is super. Is is such a lie because she's like, well, I kind of had a feeling. Like you didn't kind of have a, have a feeling. Like Candy sent you a text. So that was a flat out lie. And if that doesn't show the viewers and your fans that. You are willing to just to save face or to make yourself a part of someone else's moment. You're willing to attach yourself 
by any by any means necessary and saying that you kind of had a feeling that he was getting that Mike was getting that Mike was getting ready to propose to Cynthia and you didn't have a feeling but that's what you tell Mark okay i thought that was an interesting moment right there but it was also exhausting because they just kept bickering back and forth like just just bicker and bicker and bicker and bicker and back and forth. And I find it interesting. And I'm going to be completely honest. And I'm probably going to have the most unpopular opinion when I say what I'm getting ready to say. I'm probably going to get chewed out and trolled and everything. Or if anybody is even listening to this or whatever. And you guys are probably, some people are probably going to think I'm insensitive. Some people are probably going to think I don't understand and I can't relate. Or I'm being biased or whatever. And I'm, and it's none of that. It's whatever you think it is, if you if in, unless you're if you don't take what I'm getting ready to say for exactly what it is and you think it's anything, you know, with the with the undertone or overtone, don't do that because I'm so serious in what I'm getting ready to say. And it's so straightforward. I like Mark. Let me tell you why I like Mark for Kenya. In this moment. OK. I like Mark for Kenya because I feel like Mark is a splitting version, is an identical version of her. I feel like Mark and her are exactly alike. They're both self-centered. They both like to bicker. They both are petty. They both want to have the last word. And I feel like now Kenya may not demonstrate that behavior and that nastiness towards Mark, but she has demonstrated with everybody else she has demonstrated it with everybody else and what does she pray for and keep asking for and keep saying and putting into existence that she just wanted a husband and she wanted a baby that's what she got that's what she got now when it comes to love love is a tricky thing it's kind of like you know, with 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 Aladdin and the and the three wishes, when the genie told him like, I can't make you, I can't make one person fall in love with you. So you can't put that into existence. You can't speak that into existence. You have to demonstrate and show love and show compassion and show understanding and show forgiveness in order to receive that. And Kenya does not put that out there. So when I say I like Mark for her in this moment, it's because. Kenya has opportunity to grow and to change so she can get exactly what she wants. But what she puts out is exactly what she got. Therefore, I like Mark for her in this moment. And that's what it is. Like everything, every, the way he talks to her, the condescending, the condescending tone, the way he, he belittles her in certain ways, the way he ignores her, the way he cuts her off, like all of that. She does all of it. She demonstrates all of that. And guess what? Now that they have Brooklyn, they just created a third version of it. Okay? So all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is that I like Mark for Kenya and who she is right now. Okay? There. I didn't put it out there. Okay. Go ahead with your comments at the bottom. I know. Y'all don't like it. I get it. All right. I understand. But teach your own. All right. Moving forward. All right. So um, I do appreciate Todd and, 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 and 
candy when they're sitting waiting for the, the rest of the couples to arrive because they're going on a triple date with uh, Mark and Kenya and Mike and Cynthia. So they're waiting for the other two couples. And I appreciate that Todd and Candy are showcasing the love language communication right now because I feel like Todd knows that his wife likes to be, you know, she likes this, the, the attention and she's used to being on stage and she's used to getting compliments because of the industry that she is in or started in and therefore complimenting her as part of her love language. And he is complimenting her and she is loving it. Okay. There, that's it. That, that's when it comes to that. I just, I think everybody should read the five love languages so you can have better relationships. It is a godsend kind of a book. I'm just saying it's not a, it's not a hard read. It's an easy read. And I felt like in that moment, Todd and Candy were demonstrating affirmation. Okay. That, that's all I'm saying. Um, and then I think it was really funny how when, uh, uh, Cynthia and Mark showed up and Cynthia started talking to Candy about Kenya and just as she started talking about her Kenya walked on in I don't mean it was edited like that it looked like it was all in one moment like Cynthia started opening her mouth about uh, Kenya saying something about the proposal and next thing you know Kenya walked through the door and it, that's just one of them real moments where talk about the talk about the speak of the devil you know what I mean like it, it was one of those moments so there, there's that uh, the proposal that um, that Mark did for Kenya came off, sounded off like kind of shady. So I think that explains a lot. A shady proposal, you get a shady marriage. It's, it's, I, don't, I don't think it's any different than that. Uh, then they talk about a prenup. And it's interesting how the conversation about the prenup and the memory banks of either one of them is completely night and day. You know, Kenya's saying we had a conversation about the prenup. Mark is saying, no, we didn't have a conversation about the prenup because if we had a, had a conversation about a prenup, I wouldn't have went for that and it would have been all over. You know, basically he's saying, like, if you would have brought that to my attention, then we would have broke up. Like, that's what he's saying. That's, that's kind of like what it sounded like. But, you know, y'all let me know what it sounded like to you and so he even throws in a little shady part up in there where he says you know I came in and helped you out with the Kenya hair care because it was kind of messy which we all saw that play out too when uh I forget who it was they started drinking the the products that was sitting out at Kenya's hair care uh uh coming out moments coming out event and it was nothing but water uh it, there wasn't no product in the bottles it was only water you know, and so he, I guess what Mark is trying to say that he came in and he cleaned all that up, you know, you know, so there's that. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just think that was so funny because they was really like, oh, is this water? And then they drunk her, they drunk her product. And then she showed out. I feel like she wanted to redeem herself. And that's why she showed out at uh, Marlo's event. But anyway, I digress. Uh, what else happened? Okay, so Mark said... So I think that was a well-played uh, little chess move when it came to Mark saying what he said about the hair care. But anyway, Mark said he told her that um, she could take it all, which means that, you know, if they had talked about some... If they had talked about a prenup, you know, or or... 
he said to her at one point in a conversation, you know, it, further down the road. Now, mind you, this is where I remember I told you it started off as their memory saying day and night. Kenya said they had a conversation. Mark saying they didn't. Well, I think this right here when Mark says that he told her at one point that she could take it all if they ever broke up means that Kenya was right. At some point, they did have a conversation about a prenup or something like it. Okay, or something like it, because why would he say it in that context? Okay, I told her she could take it all. And then I loved how Cynthia's fiance, I love how Cynthia's fiance, uh, Mike, was like, well, that's that's actually like a document, you know, right there. That's like a signed document. What what Mark was saying about how she could take it all. So one thing I know Kenya gonna do you know, in the snake fashion that she is, if they ever do get a divorce and he tries to show up and show out and say what she can't have, he gon' she gonna get this tape from Bravo and have her attorney subpoena this part of the tape. I know that. I don't put nothing past Kenya. Okay? Okay, so then there was another so this dinner was basically like really an awkward moment in Bravo Real Housewives history because the whole conversation was just like super awkward awkward and like a therapy session it was like a real therapy session a un unplanned therapy session between ken uh between kenya and mark that was put into play by kenya because she wants her marriage to mimic the relationships and bonds and trust and you know, a connection that the other couples that she is with right now have. Like, she wants what they have. So, again, just like she did with Phaedra, just like she did with anybody else, where it was something that they have that she wished she did, and she is making it about her. I, I, I just don't know. And then Kenya decides that she want to do a toast. The toast was way too long. I'm sorry, it was way too long and it was way too dry baggish. And if anybody don't know what I mean by dry baggish, what I mean by dry baggish is when you put out there that it is something that you want in hopes that the person, it's kind of like a sub. You know, when people post subs, like it's targeted towards a person, but they not putting the person, they not tagging the person in the post. It's kind of like that. So she's dry begging, like she's begging uh, uh, Mark to give her the same, you know, unconditional love and support and understanding and, and, and communication that the other two couples have. That's what she dry begging Mark for. But yet you only get what you give. So all I can say when it comes to Kenya, and mind you, I am so indifferent about Kenya up until this point because at first, until I knew the, until I saw the full story of how her, what it, the connection and what the issue was when it comes to her mom, I really was just on the bandwagon of I just don't like Kenya. Like she's a person that I just don't like. And then I seen that play out, and then it kind of made me understand why Kenya is the way that she is. Therefore, I am just super indifferent because at this point, yes, you grew up the way that you are. You understand that you don't have a connection with your mom, but at this stage of the game, you are forty something years old, and you should know better by now. You have more than enough resources to resources to where you can actually learn the skills to do 
better and you just choose not to because you feel like playing the villain and being petty and all of that and being the negative source of attention is a lot better than just being a source of attention for the greater good like I don't know you know what I'm saying but whatever you know people like it you love it and you're getting paid for it so I guess that's your legacy I don't know um congratulations to Cynthia and Mark again congratulations chill hashtag you know all of that good stuff I said that backwards Con hashtag congratulations chill but I hope you guys like this I hope I wasn't like running on too fast you know, I hope I said everything and it made sense to you. And, you know, I hope you understood where I was coming from. I hope I was direct in my explanation because, you know, I'm all about communication. And I want to get to the point without having to over explain and, you know, leaving anything out to where I'm under explaining. So with that being said, I love y'all. I'm going to talk to y'all later and I'm out, y'all. Bye.